The Dual Threat Show is brought to you by Fresh Hands Hand Sanitizer. In the face of our current health crisis, Fresh Hands wanted to contribute in a meaningful and useful way. They have partnered with high-quality manufacturers in the United States to deliver the highest quality product at an affordable price, and it's always made right here in the USA. Their sanitizer gel and spray cleans and is soft to the skin because sensitive skin shouldn't be something you have to worry about right now. Stay fresh and clean with Fresh Hands. Please visit Fresh Hands, that's F-R-S-H Hands, Dot com and find them at Walmart and Amazon. Welcome in to the instant reaction edition of the Dual Threat Podcast. Chris Schubert, the hype train, JC Cornell here. JC, uh, a better mood, I think, than the last time you and I got together for one of these instant reaction shows. I, listen, I think you're going to like this. I'll just play this for you. Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. The king is back. Because I think that's how we all feel after what happened today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking up a 38 to 10 just butt-kicking of the Green Bay Packers this afternoon. Listen, last week, our first instant reaction show, we had, to, we had to react to guys calling out Tom Brady for having dementia. We had the fourth down thing. It was a complete shit show, all right? And this week, we come out. You know, I did the pregame show for this Wisconsin radio show. Great guys. I was I, – hey, listen, I played nice guys. Listen, last week, I hated all the Chicago fans. This, this week, I was like, I'm going to be nice to these Green Bay guys. I told them straight up, listen, the only way the Bucks win is if they win – if they put two halves together, Chris Godwin gets involved, they get this running game together, and, and Tom Brady shows up. And sure enough, all those things happen, and it was an absolute ass-whooping by the Buccaneers tonight. It didn't start that way, right? I think it started in a way that made us all concerned about, oh, no, here we go again. What we saw and what was a problem against the Chicago Bears, the offense not being able to get going, it was rearing its ugly head once again. They were just sluggish. They just couldn't get out of their own way. I thought the first two drives in particular, Green Bay puts up 10 points, but in particular, both of those drives, they have them pinned, and Aaron Rodgers just finds a way to escape and make a play. They had them second and 20 on that second drive. He picks up 15, and then he scrambles on third and five for that touchdown that gets taken back when he does the three pumps by the way that's when the game all changed when Aaron Rodgers decided to do his best key and peel impersonation and then the game flipped JC I mean the pick six really put some life into a team that felt like they were on the precipice they go down 17 nothing this is a totally different football game they get a huge pick six it's 10-7 they get another interception they put more points on the board and it was just a runaway train at that point Give credit where your credit's due, and it goes to that defense. When we were down 10 nothing, I tweeted out, I said, we need this defense to make a stop right now because if Aaron Rodgers storms down this field again, this momentum might be deflating, and we might not be able to come back from this. Sure enough, there's the pick six. We pick him off again, and then, you know, Brady just starts looking like the old Brady. He looks mm-hmm. like the New England Patriots Super Bowl winning Tom Brady, the guy we signed up for, the guy that we signed to, to run this team and run this offense, and he looked phenomenal for the rest of the game. The whole offense looked in, in sync, and, and we, the thing is we're healthy. We're finally healthy. We got rhythm back together. We got Godwin back, and like I said, Godwin is the main key to this offense. Mike Evans, very quiet night, probably with only one catch, I think, but when Godwin gets more involved, it, it lets the whole offense run, and sure enough, Rob Gronkowski looks like the old Gronk. Things are just looking good. The team's healthy, and you got to feel great if you're a Buccaneers fan watching that win. Yeah, one catch, 10 yards for Mike Evans, only two targets. You mentioned Chris Godwin. He ends up five catches, 48 yards, seven total targets. And, JC, if I would have told you in our show on Friday, hey, the leading uh, receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with eight targets and 78 receiving yards would be Rob Gronkowski. I don't think you would have necessarily believed me. He had his best game in a Bucs uniform. It looked like what we had seen in years past between Brady and Gronk in New England for the first time 
this season since the, these guys have gotten here. That looked like the connection everybody expected it to be. I mean, he, he threw that touchdown pass. That was beautiful. He had a teardrop to him late in the third quarter, which was just some, a beautiful touch by Tom Brady. He looked good. Uh, listen, Rojo looked fantastic. Um, I will mention this, though, and you tweeted it out, and I had the same reaction. J.D. McCoy stuck his foot in the ground to make a cut, and I thought he tore his leg off. It looked like his career was over. Let me get to the Shady McCoy thing in a second. Let me go back to the stats about Godwin and Evans with the, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of yards. You wouldn't think if you saw that box score that they won the game and then seeing Gronk with his stats in this game. I think this game, that stat line is what Buccaneers fans and the NFL needed to see from the Buccaneers to know that they're legit, to know that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski can carry this offense to a W with Rojo carrying the load as well. I think that's the kind of game we needed to see from this offense to know, yes, we are 4-2, and and yes, we are a Super Bowl contender. And I think it's also important for them to rebound after the way that they lost that game against Chicago. You're facing a tough opponent. You're facing an opponent who, in my estimation, was the best team in the NFC and in the entire National Football League. Boy, was I wrong, because this, this, this Green Bay team just looked flustered all day today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have time to do anything back there. Credit to the Tampa Bay defense and Todd Bowles for just crafting a master game plan to put a ton of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. You needed this win, and you mentioned it, I think, on Twitter, and I, you might have mentioned it on the show, but you lose this game. You're 3-3 three and three going into a matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders who have not been a pushover. They beat the Chiefs last week, whereas this statement game, you beat Green Bay, you cement your, your flag right at the top of the NFC South. Hey, we're here to stay. That game against the Bears was a fluke. You proved that today, I think, in droves, both sides of the ball. And I think, JC, and it was one of your keys to the game uh, on game day and on our podcast, limit the penalties. This team didn't have a single penalty in this game. Not a single one. They cleaned it up. And that's what you expect from a Tom Brady team. You got that today. No penalties on either side of the ball. That was huge. I mean, how insane is that? Zero penalties, obviously a key to the game. And then they put, what, 38 straight on Green Bay? Yep. That's the potential of this team, and that's why you play clean games, and I'm sure all practice this week was just let's play a clean game, focusing on penalties, focusing on discipline, and sure enough, when they do it, they're dominant. And that defense, I mean, my God, and Dominican Sue comes out tonight, and clearly the hatred is real from his Detroit days. He hates Aaron Rodgers, and he was throwing him around like a damn ragdoll. It was awesome to watch. Paige and I were texting about it. I'm sure she's having fun with Jake right now, but I'm sure she wants to be a part of this party as well because that was fun. Aaron Rodgers, former friend of the pod, officially joins enemies of the pod. You're out. Once, once you play the Buccaneers, listen, we'll praise you all you want. Now you're a piece of trash, buddy. All right? You are the worst enemy on the pod. We hate you, bro. We hate you. And Dominican Sue loved watching throw you all over, the, all over the yard today. And I think a lot of credit to the defense belongs to the secondary. They took everything away from Aaron Rodgers today. I know they had the two picks, but they took everything away. He didn't have time. And when you give this front of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers time to get after the quarterback, they're too talented. They're going to get there. They are going to get after the quarterback. So on all three levels of defense, they were exceptional today. I mean, I know it sounds like this is is this glowing review and, and, you know, it's rainbows and sunshines because it was. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this game at all. There's nothing that I take away from this football game going, oh, they need to work on this. Oh, they need to work on that. No, they played a perfect game. They ran the ball well. Brady looked good. The defense was fantastic. They cleaned up the penalties. They did everything that you – field goals were going in, for goodness sake. Everything went right 
for this football team. It was as close to a, a perfect game you can play. Now, considering the way it started, we didn't expect it to go that way, but they flipped that switch and they got there. So let me ask you this, JC. What, what's more impressive to you? The way the offense played, considering, you know, Mike Evans did, obviously didn't look 100%. Chris Godwin, his first game back, obviously you want to get him acclimated. Or was it the defense and just how much havoc they created on Aaron Rodgers? This was a statement game for the entire team, both offense and defense, but this game goes to the, how good the defense played. Devin White shows up, looks absolutely dominant. When he hits people, it hurts me to watch it. And then Levante David planting people like he's Bobby Boucher from Waterboy. I mean, and then you had uh, Michael Strahan at halftime trying to pronounce Levante David's name probably because he's never said it before. But the guy's a, a bona fide superstar that's finally getting recognized yeah. in this league. I mean, it was incredible to watch both of them. And then another guy that we don't talk about probably because – he does such a good job as Jamel Dean at corner. I mean, he's the highest rated corner on the Bucks per PFF, and he plays like it, and he has that pick, and he's, he's just he's a good player, and he's great to have across from Carlton Davis. Yeah, he, he has the pick six that really ignites the entire game for Tampa, and it, it's just incredible. Now, your keys to the game, we mentioned the penalties part of it. Your other two keys were a big game from Chris Godwin. We didn't necessarily see that. He was the second leading receiver on the team. He played well, but your I think your third key is what we saw here. The secondary can't get beat deep, and I think we saw that because of how much this Tampa Bay front was able to get home. They took away everything that Aaron Rodgers was trying to do down the field. There was not time to let routes develop down the field. There was not time to get beat over the top. It just didn't exist for Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense. And sure enough, even on those deep throws that he did have potential to have a touchdown on, Carlton Davis stepped up on one of them, almost had an interception. There should have been a penalty. He was grabbing his face mask. But they, the secondary stepped up. Winfield had a couple good plays, almost had another pick. I mean, overall, A-plus on the defense, A-plus on the offense, A-plus overall. Arians has got to be so happy with his squad. Yeah, again, we, it, there's nothing to complain about about this performance. There's nothing that you can point at and say, oh, this, this was bad, right? Yeah, the first two drives weren't ideal. They just got off to a slow start, clearly, with how they, they finished the game, and they were able to come up with that big play. Now, you did something. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you been putting out predictions every Sunday for these Bucks games, or was today the first Sunday that you, that you ventured out here? That was I've done it once before, right? And that was a couple of weeks ago against the Chargers. This was my first one where I'm like, hey, fans, listen up. I'm putting my three predictions out here. Reply with your predictions. And I, I hit pretty good on my predictions. Two, two for three. Rojo rushing for 100 yards. I mean, can we take some time to talk about how great he was today? I mean, I think he, I think, and I, I said it, I think it's time for all of us to take a seat, sit down, look at each other in the eyes and say, listen, Ronald Jones is a legitimate RB1, and he is a very, very good running back. That should be the running back for this team moving forward for the next couple of years. And I know that they brought in Leonard Fournette because they thought he could be helpful to this offense to be in complimentary piece. He can still be that. This needs to be Rojo's spot moving forward. It's almost, it's almost a blessing in disguise, the Fournette injury, because it, it let uh, Rojo, who's known to be an emotional kind of mental guy, get the confidence he needs in himself to know he's, hey, I'm here. I'm a dominant back. Like, this is my, this is my club. Like, this is my, my team. This is my position. 23 carries, 113 yards, the two touchdowns, 4.9 yards per carry. That is RB1 material uh, for sure. Your uh, second prediction that you got right, you were two for three. Devin White sacking Aaron Rodgers. They got a ton of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Those first two drives, he had a little bit of a Houdini act to get himself out of some situations and make positive plays. But – after that, there was nothing. It didn't exist. And so 
Devin White gets pressure. Uh, you know, uh, Levante David gets them. I mean, they just constantly, JPP, Sue, as you mentioned earlier, they were just all in his face all game long. I, I was legitimately concerned at times if Aaron Rodgers was going to make it through this football game. It was an absolute beatdown. He, Aaron Rodgers got the absolute shit beat out of him in this ball game. And, and what's a recipe to winning the Super Bowl? Being able to have your pass rush beat the crap out of quarterbacks. We've seen the best do it. And then, and then have a quarterback like Tom Brady who can manage this game, not manage it, but just perform at a high level with an offense that has a running back capable of, of getting large chunks. And, I mean, that's what you want to see. You want to see a defense that can literally beat the crap out of an opposing quarterback because Aaron Rodgers was rattled tonight. And it showed. So you asked everybody else to give out some predictions. Uh, there, there are some good ones. Uh, Brady throwing for 350 yards and four touchdowns, like one person suggested, didn't necessarily get that close. Uh, but he did have a good game. Bunch of people were with you on the Rojo topping 100 yards on the ground. Uh, Winfield Jr. getting an interception was a popular one that we saw uh, in the comments of your tweet. Uh, this is a good one from at uh, Robert underscore King 7. Tom Brady ends the game with a higher passer rating than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's a big check. Uh, uh, Tom Brady passer rating of 104.9. Aaron Rodgers 35.4. I, th I think you were safe there uh, for sure on that one. Um, JC, I, look, I had to, the juxtaposition of watching this game while also having to watch my New York Jets play football, it was so nice to watch what good football looks like when on the other screen, I watched what terrible football looks like. And you asked me at one point in the show Slack, our hype train, are you watching the Jet game? And I was like, unfortunately, yes, I am. It is on the other screen. Listen, unfortunately, hype train, I know where you're at mentally right now with the Jets because you're, all you can think about right now in your head is, Trevor Lawrence, right? Absolutely. It's like, Keep losing. Do not care. screw this up. Like, you watch them lose, and all you're thinking about is Trevor Lawrence leading your team. Unfortunately, I've been there with the Bucs when we, we were tanking for Mariota or Winston, and it didn't work out for us. I think you have a sure bet in Lawrence if you get him. So That's the only thing I can, I can, have, uh, I can hang my hat on right now. We got to see Tua play in that game. That was, uh, that was fun for, for a couple of plays. But, yeah, not, certainly the juxtaposition of watching both of those games at the same time uh, was something. Now – I will ask you this. The Bears game it was rough. We did, a lot of things we didn't like from that game. Do you think after this game that those issues that plagued them in the Bears game are behind them, or is there still work to, to do? Not saying there's anything negative to come out of this game, but what do, what do you want to see moving forward? Look, they have the Raiders coming up. They have the lowly Giants, and then they have a divisional matchup in the second week of November where they take on the Saints again. I'm not really worried about any of those pass rushes. I think – I think Khalil Mack is a rare human being, and you're not going to face a lot of Khalil Macks. Um, I think Wirfs will get his confidence back. I think Donovan Smith will get his confidence back. The O-line will have a couple games in a row where they'll get their confidence back and will be feeling good again. Yeah, I, I think it, when you look up and down the board, Tom Brady looked good. Gronk got involved. Chris Godwin was healthy and was out there. Rojo looked good. They protected the quarterback well. Defensively, they played as close to 100% as you could with the two interceptions, including the pick six. It just check marks all across the board. I mean, there's nothing negative about this game at all. Um, I don't have your official picks in front of me, but I'm sure you were tracking them throughout the day. No? You're shaking your head no at me? No? So uh, this is what happens, Hype Train. So the betting gods, uh, this is how it works. They're like, either you're going to get a win from your favorite football team or your bets are just going to absolutely tank. I'm pretty sure they tanked. We can go through them real quick. So, let, yeah, um, let's go through them because I have the graphic here. Uh, yeah, intern no, Henry sure. put together. Uh, Carolina minus one. That would be a no. That's 0-1. That's 0-1. Uh, Lions minus three. That's a winner. That's 1-1. Okay. 
Uh, Vikings minus four. No, nah, we're one and two. Uh, Titans minus three and a half. You, barely. You had to sweat that one out a little bit. That one was a little bit of a concern, uh, but you got there. So you're two and two. Uh, Giants minus three. Uh, that's going to be a no. Uh, Browns plus four. That's a, that's a no. That was a dumpster fire of a game. Uh, Ravens minus eight. No. All right. So we're, we're hitting a bit of a skid here. Colts minus eight. I don't remember what the final score was, but I don't think so. I think that was like a four or five point game. Uh, yeah, it was a four point game. So that one's a no. Uh, Patriots minus nine and a half. That's a no. So that's going to be another loser. I think I only have two or three winners here, JC. Dolphins minus nine and a half. You cashed. That's good. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, you got the Bucks plus one and a half, obviously with their big performance. And you got three more. Rams minus three and a half. I have the Rams minus three tonight, so I'm with you there. Chiefs minus four and a half and Cowboys plus one and a half. So you give out all the picks, you struggle a little bit, but it was a crazy week. JC, I saw the stat, and I don't know if you know this, but in every week of the season so far, one team has erased a deficit of at least 16 points. That's unbelievable. And it was the Colts I mean, this week against the Bengals. I, I feel like I'm not going to be the only one out there struggling this week with those lines. Those, there were some tough games there. Oh, no, no, for, for sure. I don't think anyone anticipated the Falcons to be competent for four quarters. I don't think people expected well, the Well, actually, that's, that I mean, what are we even thinking? That's our brand. If you fire your head coach, our brand at the Dual Threat Show is to immediately hammer the team that fires their head coach. That was a huge rookie move on our end. It was a lapse in judgment there. You just, you got lost <laughs> in, the, in the Vikings minus four. You got lost in it. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought just some weird games. The Colts just played so poorly in the first half of that football game. It was just a weird, weird day of football. Hey, we get two more Monday night, uh, two more games tomorrow with Monday night. We got Sunday night tonight. Uh, full breakdown on Tuesday. You'll probably rewatch the game, I'm assuming. Find all those little things uh, that we want to discuss, and we'll, we'll do all of that on Tuesday. Uh, any final thoughts? I mean, I, I feel like there's really nothing else to discuss. We went over everything because everything was positive about this football game. I mean, surprise, surprise, just play it. Okay, you final want it? Thoughts. You want it? Here you go. Surprise, surprise, mother! The king is back! Go Bucks, baby.